we were running from Tarpon Point Marina to okay. Captiva, we brought 98 workers a day. We were traveling the waterways a lot, and we had pretty much, you know, established our, you know, safety guidelines and criteria. And, then, and that that procedure is the same whether it's workers or paying oh, sure. tourists. Oh right? yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Absolutely. You're still following those compliance and procedures. Uh, that oh yeah, 100%. protect yourself. The workers are they're customers. Okay. You know, they're 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 passengers. Right. And you got to treat all passengers the same. So uh, you hold the same liability whether you're helping someone out or, or providing a service. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So how about you start us off? We're here with Captain Bob Rando. Please introduce yourself and what do you do? Hi, my name is Bob Rando. Uh, I'm a U.S. Coast Guard licensed captain. Uh, I've had my captain's license for over 30 years. And I am a co-owner of Captiva Cruises and McCarthy's Marina on Captiva Island. Awesome. And how long have you owned the company? I've owned the business for uh, five years. Excellent. So it's a good milestone. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good milestone. I've worked there for 30 years, so. Okay. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, it's what I've kind of been cut out to do. Right. Awesome. So as we move into about a year now, uh, coming up next month, it'll be kind of one year anniversary of Hurricane Ian that so many people know about. And Rhiannon was actually showing me some of the videos. You guys just finished uh, restoration on some parts of the business and the boats, I believe. Yeah. Can you share with our audience, you know, what that experience was like? Um, I know the storm was originally aiming up in the Tampa area, and then it wasn't until about 48 hours before that we were like, okay, everyone needs to start taking action. Yeah. What was that process like for you? It, um, it began well before that for us. So the Lady Chadwick, that's our, our biggest boat, um, we haul her out every other September for a Coast Guard hull exam um, and maintenance. And we usually do that right after Labor Day. So Tuesday after Labor Day, we went down to Fort Myers Beach to haul the boat out at Gulf Marine Yacht Works um, for our Coast Guard inspection. And then the work that we're gonna do on the boat, we're gonna sandblast the hull. It's just a steel hull boat. And so we had prepared doing that. And in the process of our regular repairs, cutlass bearings and shaft work. We had the shafts out of the boat at the machine shop getting straightened and, and uh, we had the props off. We had those out getting straightened. We had our keel coolers out. Like That's the cooling oh, system yeah. for the engines. That's basically a big radiator bolted to the bottom of the boat. It's your one opportunity to make sure you don't miss eight things. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, you got to plan two years out. Like you got to say, what do I need to do to the boat to make sure I get to our next scheduled dry dock? Exactly. Because you don't want to come out when you're not scheduled. Yeah, that preventative maintenance plan is crucial in knowing what your operations are going to look like for that 12 months. Exactly. And we had a lot on our plate because in 2020, that was when we hauled out before. It was, it was COVID. We didn't know what was going to happen, what our business was going to be like. Right. Um, we were trying to hold on to as much money as we could. So we kind of didn't do a lot of the stuff that we normally do in that 2020 haul out. So we had a lot of stuff on our plate for this haul out. Right. And um, so in the process of doing that work, that Friday before the storm, um, the shipyard had informed us they were going to close for the weekend and they weren't going to open up until after the hurricane had passed. Okay. And your boat, it's on the yard, it's on yep. the hard at that moment. It's on the hard, yep, on blocks, pretty high out of the water. But on blocks. But on blocks, yeah. And no shafts, no keel coolers, uh, a lot of openings to the sea. Um, yeah. And okay, uh, let's just keep an eye on it. We had an event at 
McCarthy's Marina. Uh, my good friend Jimmy Burnsed um, does a like a coastal cleanup yep. uh, every year. Uh, fun event. He um, turns it into a big barbecue after. We do, you know, FWC is there. Uh, go out and basically clean the shoreline. Uh, they also dive Redfish Pass and, you know, get debris out of the pass. And it's like always the big thing to see who comes back with the biggest <laughs> amount of trash. And uh, so that was a pretty fun event that we had at the marina that Saturday. And before we left at the Lady Chadwick, we had taken all the furniture off the boat and we just had it on the dock. Oh, wow. So we had all the furniture just on the dock. So it's all indoor, outdoor stuff. Mostly bench it. Yeah, chairs, tables. No, no, just just chairs, tables, basically. Okay. And so during that event, we went, got their set up, set up tents, and everybody goes out and does their thing. I'm thinking, better get this stuff off the dock. I mean, you know, best case scenario, it'll be really windy and something might blow into the water, you know? And worst case scenario, we saw what happened is the worst case scenario. So I started taking stuff down the dock. People are like, what what are you doing? Like, what are you, why are you dragging that stuff down the dock? I said, there's a hurricane coming. They're like, oh, it's not coming here. It's not coming here. The common response from the person that never lived in Florida, possibly. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. So then that um, the event was great. Uh, got all the stuff off the dock and um, went off to hockey. My son plays hockey and uh, we were at foot hockey and we were watching it on the TV in between the games. And uh, we see it going, it's going west. It's going the panhandle, like as it keeps going west. It's going to Alabama. It might even be New Orleans, you know? And it kept like shading to the West and then like, all right, let's go to Hooters, you know? So after the game, we went to Hooters and had some fun and then uh, went to bed and got up Sunday morning. I was like, turn the TV on. I was like, oh, that that's not what it looked like when I went to bed because it had shifted way back East. Yeah. And in your mind, were you like, this is Irma type? Because none of us knew that the storm surge implications until after, so. Right, sure. I, I, I looked at it and I was like, boy, this looks a lot like Hurricane Charlie. Okay, oh yeah. You know, you had that high pressure over the, over the central United States, you had another high pressure out in the Atlantic and it just makes a funnel for, for that storm. And I was like, boy, this looks like Charlie. So I was at home um, Sunday, my wife was away. I was home with the, um, with the kids and a buddy of mine came over. We were watching football in the garage and drinking beer like mm-hmm. we usually do on Sundays. And we started talking about the storm. We said, boy, this looks a lot like Charlie. And I said, uh, would you mind helping me put up my shutters? And he's like, yeah, no problem. So Sunday I started putting up our shutters and my neighbors are driving by and stopping like, what are you doing? Like, well, the, the storm's not coming here. I said, it could come close enough. And uh, besides, if I don't put them up now, I won't have time to put them up because... Monday, I have to take care of the marina and the boats. Okay. And Tuesday, we have to come up with a plan to evacuate. Right. So I don't have to, this is the day I have to put up my shutters. And they're all driving by thinking I was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday, we made a plan to secure the marina. And what, did, what does that look like? You bring all the captains in. Yep. At, all hands on deck. Yep, all hands on deck. Um, show up Monday morning. We have a safe haven, a, a dock in Alva that we have for hurricanes. Okay. So um, we sent three of the boats to Alva. And three out of four? Yep. And then one's on the hard. One's on the hard at the marina. Yep. At Gulf Marineways. Uh, put the hurricane shutters up uh, uh, on the office building. We have a little building. It was built in 1905. Okay. Um, it was a house on the island. An original Captiva yeah, yeah, artifact at that point. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, the, it's got a little plaque from the Captiva Historical Society on it. We uh, secured the building, 
secured everything around the marina, anything that could blow around, got tied down, tied all those tables and chairs that I drug off the dock, tied those to the building. And is this like on the fly or do you guys have a hurricane plan in place? We have a hurricane plan in place. And you followed that for the most part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the three boats went to Alva um, and I stayed behind with a couple other guys and we finished securing the marina. And then uh, I went to Gulf Marineways to secure the lady Chadwick as best I could. So I don't have any shafts, I don't have any props, I don't have any keel coolers. So I started shoving towels and garbage bags down the shaft tubes and- uh, Easy entryways to the hole. Yeah, yeah, and and duct tape, duct taped everything. And then I put the covers, the cofferdam covers over the keel cooler intakes and uh, bolted them down, but I didn't have uh, gaskets. Oh, that was something we were planning on getting, <laughs> right? you know, a week or two later. And when we were ready for the coolers to come back in. Uh, the boat had been tented for sandblasting. Um, so the sandblasting company, Naples Sandblasting, had all their equipment there. And I couldn't get the cover over the generator cofferdam because it's under the generator. It's like a two-man job. So I got a couple bolts in it. And then the next morning I called my partner. I said, Brad uh, is my partner. I said, well, you got to come with me down to Gulf Railways to help me get this cofferdam cover over. And at that point, we're down in the boat. And like, I'm in panic mode now. It was getting a little, this is, this is, gnarly, this is Tuesday morning. Yeah. Yep. Tuesday morning. You can still feel the, it. the storm is forecasted to go to Tampa, mm-hmm. right? It was still Tuesday morning, still going to Tampa. Um, put the, uh, Cover and he helped me bolt it down because I'm on one side with a set of wrenches. He's on the other side of a set of wrenches and we're torquing it down. And and I, I remember being down in the engine room, like really like shaking, like this is bad. This is really bad. And that's my fear when we haul the boat out. I've always worried because we haul out the peak of hurricane season. Mm-hmm. And But you have to because season is right around the corner. Yeah, it's the only time that business is slow enough to take the boat out right. of service. And, and, and a lot of people do their maintenance that time of year. You know, Key West Express was hauled out of the water in Tampa. You know, a lot of boats, uh, um, the uh, Santa Blah Harbor Princess was hauled out. It's the only time you can be able to actually work on your boat too because they're busy with recreational boaters most of the winter. Right, sure. Yep, yep. So um, uh, I was leaving the boat and one of the guys, one of the managers at the shipyard was there and he uh, he said, well, what are you guys worried? What are you so worried about? You know, like... Uh, he goes, are you worried it's going to blow over? I said, it weighs 75 tons. It's not going to blow anywhere. You know, I said, he said, what are you worried about? He said, it's going to float away. He goes, oh, it'll never happen here. 20 years, never happened, never happened, right? Nobody thought it would happen. Went home and uh, had a little, you know, discussion with my business partner and another friend of ours. And I said, by five o'clock tonight, we're leaving the neighborhood. <laughs> we're going east. Um, yeah. we, we have some friends out East that we can stay with and we might as well go. And they're like, really? I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely, really, really. So we did, we left five o'clock that night and drove out by the airport. Okay. And um, went, didn't really go to sleep that night, but you know, laid down, got horizontal and uh, Wednesday morning comes around and I filed an insurance claim. When, you know, before the storm hit, I filed an insurance claim just to get a claim number and have a head start on the process. Oh, right, well, not many people probably think of that. Right, I know. Um, and, I, you know, like I said, I was worried about the worst case situation happening and it, and it did, we saw what happens. Um, so, rode the storm out there. Uh, it was still kind of unsafe to travel that following day. 
And so for the next three or four days, realistically, right. depending where you are in relation to the coast. Yep. Yep. So we, that following day, we just kind of stayed put where we were. And then the day after that, we went back to our house. We had got reports from neighbors who stayed in our neighborhood, say that water didn't come in the house, but they were all terrified and right. water came rushing in the neighborhood and like I said, into people's garages. And oh, some of the videos we all saw, it looked like someone opened up a dam and now you just, the roadways is a highway for the water. Yeah. There's straight access into the neighborhoods and all those low points where we live in a swamp basically. Right, right. So it was pretty, yeah, pretty intense to view, especially as a homeowner or right. a business owner as well. I mean, sure, the business might've been an afterthought at that moment, but yeah. Yeah, um, got home. Luckily, I had lifted my generator and put it on top of my workbench. Okay. So it, 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 it's, I've got the generator going, got some power to the house. And then the next morning, we went down to the Lady Chadwick. So she was down in Fort Myers Beach. I had my wife, was, we had spotty cell phone service, but every once in a while, you'd get a text. And she sent me a text of, an aerial photograph of Fort Myers Beach, and then in red, she had circled where she thought the Lady oh, Chadwick was. So you had some aerial support, at least. Yeah. <laughs> to find that. I didn't like where I saw the Lady Chadwick. That red circle was not, wasn't near the water. Not anywhere near <laughs> where she started out. So we uh, we went down there. The shipyard's all closed out. You know, actually, we couldn't even get down. I think the first day we tried to get down there, we couldn't even get down San Carlos. Yeah. Um, the next day, we said, we'll get up early. We'll try it again. So we went down there early okay. the next day. In your mind, you're knowing, hey, three of my boats are safe in Alva, mm -hmm. up north. The storm kind of just, you know, washed around that. Nothing yeah. too crazy. Yep. But, um, yeah, the focus is on Lady Chadwick at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, get to the Lady Chadwick's and um, see it for the first time. She's traveled about 450 feet. Uh, Inland, obviously. Yep, right? yep. Uh, or towards Main Street. It was right there at Main Street of Fort Myers Beach. Boats everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, when she floated away, she went and took out, like there was a, a building that had like a, a, a roof overhang on it. And I think she took out that whole roof overhang, oh, wow. uh, broke all the windows on the boat. And then it went over, blown onto the other side towards its starboard side and, um, hit the travel lift. Uh, and then landed on top of an old wooden boat. So walking up to that scene though, because we'll put over an aerial footage of what that looked like. I mean, this is, you, you've never seen that in your lifetime. No. Probably. Yeah. But walking up to Fort Myers Beach, you see all these boats. I mean, you have to be almost in shock. Like, wow. Oh, yeah. It I looked mean, like just a swarm. It looked like a crowd of boats. Right, right. Pinched into a tunnel. Like oh, yeah, that sick nervous feeling. You know, mm -hmm. your stomach is doing flip-flops and you can't really think straight and your yeah. heart's racing and you get up to the boat and you look at it and you're almost in tears. You know, this is my livelihood here is just, is gone. Right. Um, how are we going to recover from this? And, you know, got a look around the boat and was just, you know, they're basically, so you can take a look, but you got to leave. It's not safe to be right here. Electric and yucks. Yep. Um, you know, went home and, you know, started thinking about like, is this, it's the worst of it. Like, you know, I've seen the boat and we'll, we have to somehow make a decision where to go from here. Um, our insurance agent, who's been like outstanding the whole time that, this is going on has just been really 
pretty incredible uh, service that we've gotten from them. That's incredible because you hear so many horror stories of the zero response or it's, oh, you didn't have a plan in place, like, oh, screw you, we're not going to help you, I'm sorry. Right, right. So, you know, the agent works for the customer. Yeah. You know, and and he's, you know, definitely worked for us. That's awesome. Um, and was pretty uh, pretty amazing. Um, so he, he called me um, and he's, you know, how are things? You know, have you seen the boat? Yeah, I've seen the boat. And, he was like, yeah, I have um, um, a marine insurance surveyor. He's going to be there tomorrow at the boat. Can you get there tomorrow? It's a quick yeah. turnaround time. Yeah, very quick. Very quick. And you're worrying about a thousand other things. As right, well. right, right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, probably because I filed the claim before the hurricane. So here we're like, everybody else is filing them, you know, after us. And met the, uh, um, you know, surveyor there. And we're standing out there looking at the boat. He's, He's like, this is a total loss. Right. And I said, it can't be. It can't be a total loss. He's like, it's, it's badly damaged. I said, no, nah, no, maybe at first look, it's badly damaged. But it's not as badly damaged as you think it is. And this isn't a yacht. This isn't a toy. This is a business tool. It's a steel hole as well. Right. So you don't have a gouge and, you know, irrigonal or anything. Right, right. So, um, so I said, you know, this is how, how families pay their mortgages, their car payments, their kids' college tuitions, their... You know, this is, this is not a yacht. Imagine if you had full control of your boat, you felt safer, eliminated the unknown, and you were able to forecast and plan for your boat's upcoming maintenance instead of being caught off guard. Can you imagine knowing exactly what is installed on your boat down to the part and serial number on all of your standard and custom equipment at a moment's notice? Having instant access to your manuals while at dock or at sea and provide custom departure checklists specifically for your boat and your crew. Imagine ensuring the safety of your vessels and passengers with instant access to send emergency alerts and being able to ensure the value and the pedigree of your boat with digital logs recording the full history of every event on your boat. Well, you can with Vessel Vanguard. We are the leading maintenance and safety management software in the marine industry. We work with a wide range of marine industry experts, including yacht owners, captains, ferry and tugboat operators. If you're looking to safeguard your assets and preserve your revenue, visit VesselVanguard.com and schedule a demonstration for yourself. The link can be found in the show notes below. We look forward to supporting you and your vessel soon. It brings tourism to the economy here. Yep. Yep. And I said, we, we have to figure out a way where we can, where we can salvage this. And he said, I don't know if we can do it. He starts taking pictures. He walked around and he said, I'll work with you the best that I can. And then uh, the next day he sent me an email. So this is my estimated damages. This is what the hull's insured for. We should be able to get it in. Okay. Into repair. And I was, you know, grateful for that. Um, and we just had to wait a long time because when the, the storm surge came in. I'm sure other things happened. There was a building on the property right. at the shipyard and the building fell down. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be rated for category five hurricane. And then there, so there was an insurance investigation. Okay. Um, and, and then I'm assuming probably some sort of a lawsuit, but we had to wait for the insurance investigation to be over before we could even right. touch the boat. Well, the next game plan after that has to be, okay, how are we gonna get this back? to the water and, you know, move forward, bringing it back to yeah, what yeah. was supposed to be done. And well, so, so basically what we, we, what we did is we went into the boat and it did take on some seawater right. um, because like, I think it probably came in from not having the gaskets over the coffer dams. Right. 
not much. The engines didn't go underwater, batteries didn't go underwater. Um, so we wanted to get that water out of the boat as fast as possible because right. it's extremely corrosive. And we, I went and got, uh, um, you know, a 12 volt pump, a lot of hose and a lot of wire. And we just, you know, started putting that submersible pump down into the, because we had no, we really didn't have right. any electricity. And we had flashlights on our heads and, and no means to make electricity and no way, you know, so we got flashlights and, and a battery operator. While pump. you're doing this, you're evaluating every piece of equipment down here, obviously for gen sets or mains, but yeah, I mean, there's a ton of other pumps and sure, air chillers. conditioners. Yeah. 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 So uh, as we went, you know, she's, you know, five watertight compartments. Okay. So we first went down the engine room, pumped that out, got a hose in there, hosed, hosed everything out that we could with fresh water, um, you know, sprayed salt away in there on everything and, and there was no miscellaneous pieces that shouldn't have been in there that might have washed in from other boats. No, no, or, no, no, thank God. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then uh, we uh, started cleaning out all the compartments. The other compartments were all pretty dry um, because they were all sealed up. Right. Uh, just the engine had some water in it. And then, then basically we had to leave. Like we left it. Like, well, there's nothing we can do. Yeah, now you just got to wait for, you got to wait for the, the property to be able to remove it from. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Just be able to navigate around the property. Um, they had a lot of work to do there. There was a lot of, you know, boats washed up there. There were, you know, sunk boats there. You know, there was a boat next to us. It was like a 65 foot Buddy Davis sportfish that uh, a guy had just purchased. He was taking it to Texas. It was a boat that had been on Fort Myers Beach for years as a private yacht for somebody. It was all fishing buddy, really beautiful Buddy Davis. Um, he just, you know, took it there and uh, wanted to make sure his shafts are straight. So he pulled his shafts out, had them at a machine shop, oh. didn't plug the shaft tubes. Right. And when I was looking at our boat, I was looking at his boat, I'm like, how come he didn't end up where we did? Uh, well, because he filled up with water, he sank. Yeah, sank his engines, his generators, oh. you know, did everything, right? Yeah. So we were lucky in that respect. Um, but now we can't really do anything, but we have a lot of work to do out on Captiva. Right. So I got a ride out to Captiva with a friend of mine who uh, is a uh, home builder out there. Did Captiva look like Fort Myers Beach? Was it pretty much flooding or did some of that the newer homes stay upright? And So Captiva didn't get the storm surge that Fort Myers Beach and Sanibel got. Captiva probably got about a three-foot storm surge. Okay. Compared to Fort Myers Beach was at almost a 10-foot mark, if not there. Yeah, yeah. It really felt like that and, in some and instances. Sanibel by the lighthouse, I mean, that was... Yeah, you know, devastated. So we went out to uh, Captiva by boat, just my buddy and mine and, and, and the guy who took us out there. And we got to McCarthy's Marina and the docks were gone. Um, we kind of found a place and there was so much debris in the water. And we were wearing life, I never wear a life jacket when I'm on a boat. I mean, I wore a life jacket. I mean, you know, you hit something, you get thrown from the boat or something. Like I got a life jacket on. And you know, from years in the past, even a, you know, let's say a category two hurricane completely alters the waterways. I mean, over here, the sandbars move overnight. Yeah. So yep. not let alone that. Now you have trees, cars, boats, docks, yep. homes. Yeah. In some instances, like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, we got out there and there was so much debris piled at the end of our dock because that was kind of the, the waterway that the water rushed basically from the Gulf across to the bay and emptied out into Pine Island Sound, seemed like right at our dock. And there were restaurant signs from Andy Rossi Lane, Mucky Duck sign, the, the um, 
RC Otter sign, the Key Lime Bistro yeah. sign, all this stuff that Your whole row of businesses. Yeah, yeah, whole row of businesses. I climb over it and I get like, and I look and I see the building still there. And I'm like, how is that still there? And yeah. I, so I, I, it's like walking out of those jungle movies. You got the beach, you're like, oh my God, it actually looks pretty good here. <laughs> I ran out, ran and said, got my keys out, opened the door, walked inside, and I was like, I can go to work in here. Like it was like, you could, on the baseboard, you could see there was like that much water in the office and it was just mud all over the floor. Like you get, did that spark some life in you where you're like, okay, you know, we actually have a chance at rebuilding this whole thing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so somebody had got there before we did and, and chainsawed. I, I don't know if, I think it might've been the fire department, just kind of a pathway through there. Um, cause there was so much vegetation down right. and, um, cleared out some, you know, a little area there. And it looked like somebody had been using our little beach there to land some equipment because right. you couldn't go over the causeway. So somebody, it looks like, brought a barge in there and, and, and unloaded some equipment. That or search and rescue. Yeah, search and rescue. Sure. People stayed in their house as we were just talking before this. Uh, yeah, right. If you're not from Florida, you're kind of hard-headed. Uh, you're just, I'll ride it out. Yeah. And then you go, the higher you go, and you lock yourself in an attic, next thing you know. Yeah. Yeah. scary. Yeah, yeah. So um, was encouraged by that. And then we went down to a property that uh, my friend uh, has built. He's, you know, like I said, there's a lot of home construction. Right. And uh, went down to one of his properties, one of his customers' places, went inside and uh, looked around. And I was like, well, it's not too bad. Then he had a, uh, a little, one of those gem electric cars. And we yeah. got pushed that out into the driveway. Got that and that. And we checked on a bunch of other houses he was working on. Right. I was like, wow, Captiva's not yeah. that bad. You know, it, it, it seemed like Captiva was, seemed like Charlie was worse on Captiva yeah. than- Well, Charlie was really concentrated yeah, just then, north of that. So. Then Ian was. Um, so we're, I was encouraged by that. Hadn't seen Sanibel yet. Right. Um, and it was like, well, okay, but, you know, maybe it's not as bad as I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Our boats were still up in Alva. We had really no place to bring them back to. There's no docks. There's no docks. There's no, you know, the business no, is not starting up anytime soon. Right. At right, this point. Right. So. Uh, we're getting a lot of calls from people who needed transportation out there. Okay. So if you can find us a dock on the mainland, because we don't have one, our boats are in Alva. I don't, no place to bring them back to. Hmm. Uh, we might be able to to work something out. And then we started talking with the Captiva community panel. Um, they were really respons responsive to us. Uh, they got in touch with us very early off, uh, very early on in the storm, uh, after the storm, to say, we, what can we do to help you guys? Um, we need to establish transportation out to Captiva and we need you know, basically a place to operate from and go to, and really the only place was, was uh, Port Sanibel Marina, yep. but it was pretty full. I mean, they, were, they couldn't handle any more load there. Um, did your captain instincts kick in when, hey, you can bring the boats down, that's a possibility, you just drive, the waterways are open. But like we've mentioned, there's, there's the unknowns in the water at the moment. Oh yeah, I mean like half the Sanibel Causeway at the beginning half is in the water, so you're not operating a boat around that or Right. Is that in your head going through oh, that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So we ended up taking the boats from Alva and bringing them here to Marine Max. Okay. Yep. Um, and we tied them up here just to be closer. Right. To 
Sanibel, Captiva, you know, Alva's, you know, three hours. That and no way. issues getting in here? No, there weren't. We had, we went slow. We went, you know, the boats travel at 20 knots. We did 10 knots. We had two lookouts on the bow at all times cool. looking for debris in the water, which there was a lot of. Yeah. And we got the boats here, got tied up, and then we... uh and you started that rescue mission, essentially. Yeah, yeah. so we that. started, uh, you know, we were working with Lee County um, uh, and the county commissioners on establishing a transportation system because we're, you know, so the causeway is going to be out for a long time. Right. So we need to establish a transportation system from the mainland to Sanibel to Captiva. And it's really amazing how the community has, always comes together in that instance, but not only possibly losing your business, but being able to provide support after that is truly amazing because anyone in that situation, oh, I need help, I need help. But mm -hmm. it's like, well, how can I help someone even though I just lost possibly everything? Right. Yeah. Right. Like if you never went to your the business and saw, okay, you know, the structure standing, you could have just been like, well, that's gone. I'm not going to go out there and look at it because it could be, your right. might say. Right. But yeah. And provide that help still is truly unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, South Seas Resort got in touch with us. We've been partners with the resort since we were in business since 1986. We've been wow. part of South Seas and uh, they got in touch with us and said, what can we do to get some of our workers out there? Um, just to help clean up the property. And I said, well, we're going out to Captiva with one of our boats uh, tomorrow. You guys can ride with us. Okay. Um, and so we did like everybody else did. We met at Big Lots. Yep. <laughs> and then we carpooled here. Um, they had a van. They dropped off their employees at, at, at the gate and uh, walked down to the boat. The boat was right out there. And we we had about eight of us and I think about 20 of South Seas people, mostly like the grounds people right. um, and the marina people. Uh, and we brought them out to Captiva. South Seas Marina was in pretty good shape. The docks were sound right. there yeah. because it's very well protected inside there. They would drop those guys off there. We went down to our place and found a little place where we could get the nose of our boat to the dock. And then we just started literally going around in the bushes, in the trash piles to find two by sixes. Right. And to start working on the, put something on the dock together. So yeah. that because we're working on a transportation system for, you know, with Lee County and, and exactly. to get people to Captiva. So we need to start putting stuff together. Mm -hmm. So we started putting, you know, I mean, straightening nails. Yeah, just anything you can do. There's nothing open. We couldn't get nails at the hardware store. We couldn't get lumber. We couldn't get it out there. So what do we have out here? We have boards from all kinds of docks all over the place. So let's get some two by sixes and, and cut them to length. And we brought a generator and some saws with us and some chainsaws and and started just trying to get a walkway down the dock established so that we could get two boats there. And begin that process, which has carried us almost to today still mm -hmm. in some instances. So that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. As you worked through that, I mean, like I said, it's been probably nine months. If you fast forward to today, where are you guys at? I mean, the business is back operational. I mean, yeah, so much of the island has recovered and the community has it's continued to work together. Yeah, so um, at the marina, we had the marina in great shape. Um, we And that's McCarthy's Marina. Yep, yeah, we kept all our employees um, and kept them on as carpenters and plumbers and right. like land clearers, chainsaws, you know, and, and things Back like that. Back to the good old days. <laughs> yeah, right. And so we cleared up the property, um, fixed up the office, Got that up and going, fixed up the dock. We got the dock 99% right. back. Uh, still a little bit of work to do on the dock. 
And we didn't get the Lady Chadwick back out to Captiva until like June without any repairs, just- No, no, it had repairs, oh, okay. yeah. We had, we had gotten, that, that was like, like you were saying, how do you figure, how are you gonna get this boat back in the water, right? Yeah. So um, they had to dismantle that whole building. Mm -hmm. They had to move a whole bunch of other boats out of there. Right. We wait for the insurance investigation to be over. You just gotta wait for your place in line. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're doing. And, and like, okay, they picked. They their plan was to pick us. And this isn't this isn't the this isn't Gulf Marine Yacht Works. This is the the salvage company. Right. That they had come in there. Their plan was to pick us up and put us on blocks in the spot we're in. Okay. Which is 450 feet away from the water. The travel lift, the machine that they used to put boats in and out of the water, was badly damaged in the hurricane. Right. And. Luckily, um, one of the guys, um, the, as soon as he could get there, he pickled the engine. Okay. So he saved the engine on it. Oh, wow. Um, filled it up with diesel fuel uh, right up to the top and, uh, and, and drained it out. And I think he had the motor running very, you know, very quickly. The, wow, the motor amazing. itself. But the lift has got a lot of electrical components on right. it, things like that, that are shot, cables that are pinched and crushed. But and that's, a, from a financial state, that's easier to replace than... Massive engine. Yeah, yeah, you would think. You would oh, think, but, yeah. but so. I'm sure it adds some fast, just, yeah. that's boating. So um, they, they, the crane company got us up, set on blocks, and then they wanted a ton of money to get us back in the water. They wanted like, they said it would take seven days and $200,000 to put us wow. back in the water because they're picking us up with a crane mm -hmm. and the crane would lift us. Well, they have to build the crane first, put all the counterweights on the crane. Uh -huh. They needed two big cranes. Mm -hmm. They needed two big cranes just to put us, pick us up and set us on blocks. Okay. And then they could move about 50 feet a day. So they would pick us up, move us <laughs> 50 feet, block us, dismantle the crane, take all the counterweights off it. Right. Move the crane, oh. reassemble the crane. Okay. Yeah, the fact that they could do that in seven days is impressive. <laughs> right, right, right. And, uh, and then they had the, the shipyard had uh, the travel lift company come down and look at the travel lift and they were up there for like a whole day in a bucket truck with lasers to make sure the structural integrity right. was okay and straightened out like that. The travel lift company said, well, okay, it's, you know, the engine runs okay, but it's gonna take us probably about a year to be able to repair this thing. And, uh, you know, about $100,000. So one of the guys, the, oh, it's this guy, Kevin, who the shipyard um, had kept employed uh, throughout this process, uh, he was listening to them and, he went home and he done on his computer and he downloaded all the manuals to it. And the next day he was driving the travel lift around the shipyard. Wow. It's, it's amazing. We say it every day, like so many people just don't read the instructions and you can actually figure out about 99% of things. If you look at a diagram or read a manual, yeah, he bypassed a lot of the stuff on it that he didn't need. It wasn't obviously not working at a hundred percent, but, no, it, was but it did the job. Yeah, exactly. I don't need this thing. You know, I just need this to get me to the water. So, we picked the boat up, we moved it down close to the water, reset up the tent egg for the sandblasting. Okay. You know, then we have to like sandblast the hull, paint the hull, yep. put all the components back in, on us back into the boat. And we got the boat out to Captiva in like June. So then we start with window. I have all new windows made. So are the other boats running at this the time by are, summer? Yeah, or? they're running. We started actually we started running back in December. The other and boats. people were coming down. No, us. Okay. We were open, but yeah, uh, yeah. The, to who? Oh, it was. I had made it. Beginning of summer, I was at the mall and some way he rolls the window down. Hey, is there any like restaurants on the water? I'm like, I'm not sure if you're from here, but the answer to that is no. <laughs> like, 
for many reasons. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so then when they opened up the causeway to automobile traffic, um, you know, they were letting workers avoid passes yeah. after the bridges first. Um, but then was it January third? I believe they started letting cars over, okay. over. You know, um, and the businesses that were open, of course, wanted people to come. People like a lot of people who weren't ready. You know, for for people to come over and um, a lot of unknowns. Sure. Still at, yeah, that yeah, moment. yeah. I mean, yeah, you worry about looting. You worry about like all kinds of stuff. You know, we were we were looted at our place twice. You know, really at the well. marina um, before they even opened the causeway. <laughs> you know, so it was, we were getting looted by workers who were out there working. That's, you know, that's got to be tough. Yeah, yeah, it was. And you know, they they stole our like only bit of joy. We had like one of those flat top griddles out yeah. there, and you know, every day it would be somebody's job to. Yeah. When we were working on the dock, cook lunch, a little cheeseburger yeah, or something. Yeah, cheeseburger. Because it was awesome, right? And then we come in work one day and it was gone. Like, yeah. you gotta be kidding me, you know? Yeah. We could see the where they drug it across the parking lot yeah. and loaded it into a truck. I was Just so mad. Once you got, you know, the the business operating again, you had the other three boats working. Was there a plan of action like, hey, these are some new precautions we have to take in place or checklists we need to follow following the storm? Or did business really just pick up Back um, kind of where I left off. I mean, as as far as the safety uh, part of navigating the boats around, um, that was pretty pretty much out of the way by the time we started carrying passengers because we were traveling that our route for you know going from here. We ended up uh, working out a deal with one of the restoration companies at South Seas, and um, we were running from Tarpon Point Marina to okay. Captiva. We brought ninety eight workers a day yeah. out there and, and back every day um, on our boats to uh, restore the resort. Right. And so we're traveling the waterways a lot and we had pretty much, you know, established our, you know, safety guidelines and criteria. And, then, and that, that procedure is the same, whether it's workers or paying oh, sure. tourists. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. You're still following those compliance and procedures that, uh, oh yeah, 100%. protect yourself, really. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, even like the workers are, they're, cust- you know, basically they're customers, okay. you know, they're, they're, they're passengers. Right, and you got to treat all passengers the same. So, yeah, that was those that safety. Uh, you hold the same liability whether you're helping someone out or, or providing a service. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a professional, you have to look at it like that too. Right. You know. Um, so when we started running trips, we were pretty comfortable and uh, knew, you know, enough about the waterways to know that it was safe enough to go to where we needed to go. Right. Go to Cabbage Key and go to USAPA yeah. and, and things like that. As a captain with that, like, you know it's safe, but for the average boater, I mean, we have so many customers that come from the north down to Florida. How important is it to understand, you know, things do change and whether that's updating maps or taking it slow. Right. As a captain, you hold those responsibilities. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You see so many people just, they run into problems because they're just not willing to slow down. You know, you see something that doesn't look right. You slow down, and, and and it seems so simple, but it's so hard for people to realize that. Like, if I slow down, everything will happen so much slower. Yeah. You know, it, it'll 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 be less catastrophic if something does happen. But you don't see you just see people just bombing along and mm-hmm. they'll hit the stuff in the water. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, like even on your daily you know, tours, you see boaters out there that are oblivious. Oh yeah, to an extent. Oh, yeah. And you have to take precaution first and be that safe boater. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that the onus is on. Me, the licensed operator, right? To act responsible, even though I may have the right away, or the right. situation 
doesn't require me to take action, I still have to take action because you're, yeah. you know, I'm a professional, these people are not. And when it comes down to it, I'm the one that knew better. Right. Uh, I could see what was Put happening. That on you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So you're into summer, Lady Chadwick's back in the water. Does the Coast Guard need to come out and do any approval processes for since that boat was you know, salvaged, I guess, technically? Yeah. But um, what, what was that process like? So before we went back in the water, um, we had the Coast Guard come down and examine everything that we fixed on the boat. And after we went back in the water, the Coast Guard went on a sea trial with us. Okay. You know, to make sure the systems are all operational and everything is working, you know, steering, propulsion, you know, electric, you know, electricity, all that stuff is working like it's supposed to. So right. we went through that process already um, with the Coast Guard. And now basically we worked on a lot of like, once we got back out to Captiva, we worked on a lot of the cosmetic stuff. Do you have to do that Coast Guard approval every year when you uh, put it on the hard for service or was this just because of the hurricane and the rebuild? Ah, uh, both. Yeah, both. Okay. So yeah, we had to, every two years, a dry dock inspection. Yep. Um, and then this, you know, this time that was a little extra because of the damage to the boat. Uh, so yeah, they came out and approved the repairs. Okay. And, um, and now we have to do our annual safety inspection. Yeah. So that happens every year. It's topside inspection. And yeah, we have to demonstrate, you know, a lot of drills, you know, in the boat, firefighting drills, abandoned ship drills, um, man overboard drills with the Coast Guard. And these are all forecasted out. Hey, we know we're doing it this day. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 We have like it all uh, centers around your COI date, your okay. of inspection date. Right. Yeah. And then general maintenance is the same way to keep, I mean, now that the business is operational again, it's okay, we can set aside, you know, these three days for maintenance in between trips or is it, on that yearly calendar, you just know, hey, I can make it until September. Yeah, I mean, there's there's daily maintenance. Yeah, there's, there's always going to be your routine. Monthly maintenance, right? Um, and then annual maintenance. Okay. And we always try to do our annual maintenance in September. Awesome. Yeah. This September, we're not doing any maintenance. We're, we're, we're <laughs> we've done a year worth of maintenance. Yeah. You, know? you hold off one more year. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's great. I appreciate you uh, sharing the story. Is there anything else about Captiva Cruises? Maybe where people can find you, when you guys operate, you know, yeah, so all that we, fun stuff. Yeah, we operate seven days a week. Uh, we run out of McCarthy's Marina on Captiva, which is a great little spot right behind the bubble room. Excellent. Um, we offer a variety of cruises, um, some longer ones, some shorter ones, uh, ones that are really geared towards family and kids. Um, we have uh, all of our cruises are appropriate for everyone. Uh, our trip to Cabbage Key is probably my favorite trip that we do. Awesome. Um, we go up there every day uh, for lunch, a cheeseburger in paradise, and uh, see dolphins along the way. Oh, yeah. And uh, sunset cruises are fantastic. Captiva sunsets are pretty special, and, uh, and we're available for private charters. Okay. Weddings, rehearsal dinners, anniversaries, birthday parties, all kinds of stuff, company outings. You name it, you guys can uh, yep. accommodate appropriately. Yep. That's awesome. And what's the name of the website? Uh, it's captivacruises.com. Excellent. Well, great. Thank you, Bob, for sitting down with me. I appreciate it. Hopefully our audience learned a lot there. And you know what? Knows what it takes to you know withstand a hurricane over yeah. here at Southwest Florida. Right, right, right. Awesome. Hopefully we won't uh, experience it anytime uh, again. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you again. You're welcome. And uh, appreciate the time. 